We thank God for such a wonderful time. Thank Him for such a blessed episode. Today we want to talk about salvation. And today the message is entitled, The Basic Truths About Salvation. The Basic Truths About Salvation. See, one thing that we have uh, come to realize that we are living in an era whereby many people go to church, but they are not sincerely saved. Before that, let us say a word of prayer. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for such a wonderful time. We thank you for your love, your agape. That through your agape you send your son Jesus, that we may be granted grace. Spirit of God, we thank you for your fellowship. This time right now, I come before your presence. Hide me behind a cross and let Jesus be materialized. I pray in the name of Jesus, as I'm about to minister your word, may I not speak according to the ideologies of man, but may I speak according to your influences and your power. Spirit of God, deliver me from any spirit of complacency. I pray anyone under the sound of my voice. I pray anyone going through traumas, anyone going through uh, confusion by the end of this message. Father, let there be liberation. Anyone sick somewhere, Father, by your word, as your word said that you sent your word to heal them, I pray in the name of Jesus that anyone listen to me, Father, let there be a total liberation. Let there be a total joy, a total freedom in the name of Jesus Christ that I pray. Amen. As I said earlier, that uh, many people go to church, they dress up and nicely and go to church. But in a, in, a, in a nutshell or in a true description, they are, not, they are not born again. Amen. So that is the reason why this episode we want to talk about the basic truth of salvation. There are many things that we, we, we have to know as Christians. There are many things we have to understand. Jesus didn't just came to die on the cross for humanity, but he came that we may know and understand who we are and why we are meant to be Christians. Amen. So for the sake of time, I want us to go through the basic truths the basic to the fundamental truth about salvation and one one of the things one of the well, the first uh, truth or the first fundamental truth of salvation is that man is a spirit have a soul and lives in a dust amen i believe you have your bible your book and your pen as you're about to write something down I said that we are we are learning about the basic truth of salvation the basic truth of the redemption of humanity and the first truth that I want to talk about is man is a spirit have a soul and lives in a dust we are not human beings we are spiritual beings sent to have human experiences 
you see when you check the bible very well in genesis chapter 1 verse number 26 the bible said that god the father the son and the holy spirit he said let us create man in our own image and the bible said in the image of god created he male and female created them so man and the woman both were formed in a in a gender of god in in a in a in a perfect balance of god as what male and female but when it was time for someone to look after the creation of god god formed man out of the out from the dust so when you read uh, uh, Genesis chapter 2 verse number 7 the Bible said that out of the dust the Lord took and he formed man and he breathed unto the nostril of man and man became a living soul so in a true uh, definition of man or in a true description of man man was created as a spirit before he was formed in a body to become what a living soul so man is a spirit have a soul and lives in a dust the 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 reason why or the true identity of me and you are spirit beings we are not human beings we are spirit beings that is the reason why when jesus came he said that an hour cometh which is now is when the true worshippers shall worship the father in spirit and in truth for this is such the father seeketh to worship him god is spirit and they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth so when we read first thessalonians chapter 5 verse number 23 the bible said now now may the god of peace himself sanctify you completely and make you and make your whole spirit and soul and body be kept blameless at the coming of our lord jesus christ so which means that when you read this scripture very well you understand that the the mindset of the father for 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 we to to be seen in the second coming of christ as uh, paul was writing to the the thessalonians he said that now may the god of peace himself sanctify you completely and may your whole spirit which is the, the true identity of man and soul which is the intellect the will the emotions of man and the body be kept blameless which is the dust from which we get uh, uh, the original greek word for dust is adama which we got adam which is man from it amen so man is a spirit and he has a soul and lives in a body so that's the reason why when Jesus was tempted in the wilderness, he told the devil plainly that man shall not live by bread alone, but every word that proceeds out from the mouth of God. Why? Because spirits don't depend on earthly food. Spirits depend on the word of God. And the word of God, Jesus said that my words, they are spirit and they are life. The word of God is life. Itself is life. The word of God is God himself. The Bible says in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by him and without him was not anything made that was made. And the Bible says in him was or in him was life. And this life is the light of man amen 
so the true identity of me and you is that we are spirit beings who have souls and we live in the dust amen so that was how man was created and and the body of man was in what we call a glorified body but when man sinned he moved his body he moved from the realm of glory to the realm of decay that's the reason why god said you return from dust is dust that you came you were made from the dust so you will return back to the dust that was the pronunciation of the consequences of sin when man became disobedient into in the garden of eden so the body as we normally think of, we normally have time and, and, and think of, or we, we, we normally focus in this ethereum is a dust which will return based on the consequences that man brought through disobedience. Amen. So the second uh, uh, basic truth of salvation uh, is that uh, the spirit of an unsaved man is already dead and act wickedly away from God. I repeat, the spirit of an unsaved man is already dead and act wickedly away from God. So, man is a spirit. Man lives with God. Everything that is source of life, is source of strength, is source of movement, is source of well-being was with God. So God created man in his own image because God is spirit and they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. So man was expected to worship God in spirit and in truth. But when he became, a, when, he, when he moved from the realm of truth to the realm of lies, the realm of deception, delusion, he became, his spirit became unsaved. His spirit became a dead person when you say a spirit is dead spirit don't die when you say a spirit is dead it means that that spirit has moved from his source of strength his source of knowing his source of uh, authority so the spirit of an unsaved man is already dead and act wickedly away from god so when we read genesis chapter 3 genesis chapter 3 so you have to understand that you are a spirit being. That is the reason why you need not to waste time. You need not to waste more time. You need not the, the true uh, champion or the true man of authority is your spirit. Man is in versions. The version, the first version of man is what spirit as i said man is a spirit he has a soul and lives in the dust he lives in the body so when you read genesis chapter 3 verse number 1 to 11 the bible said now the serpent was more crafty than any other beast of the field that the lord god has made and he said to the woman this is after they were created and both of them were formed into the earth realm the bible said did God actually say you shall not eat of any tree in the in the garden? And the woman said to the serpent, We may eat of the fruit of the trees in the garden. But God said, You shall not eat of the the fruit of the tree that is in the midst of the garden, neither shall you touch it, lest you die. So what the the the, the, the true identity of, of, of what God was trying to prove to man was that you see man was created 
and form in a realm called innocence, the realm of innocence, whereby God, uh, man was innocent and his conscience was always in, in collaboration, in communion with God. But the reason why God didn't want man to eat of this fruit is that when man eat this fruit, he, he will operate in a realm of evil. He will operate in a realm because that tree was called the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. God wanted man to just abide in his presence in the realm of innocence. But the Bible says that when the devil came, the serpent came, he was able to deceive the woman. And the Bible says, God's when we read the verse, he said, But God said, You shall not eat of the fruit of the tree of the garden. For the day you shall surely die, which means the day you eat it, you will be you move from the realm of what? Innocence to the realm of conscience, knowing between good and evil. But the serpent said to the woman, You will not surely die. You see, you see, you will not surely die, which means that you will depart from the presence of God. You will move from the presence of God. For God knows that when you eat of it, your eyes will be open and you will be like God. That was a delusion, knowing good and evil. You see, let me tell you something. There's no way a man can be like God. There's no way a product can be like the manufacturer. So the Bible says, so when the woman saw that the tree was good for food and that it was a delight to the eyes that the tree was to be desired to make one wise, he took of the fruit and ate and she gave some to her husband who was with her and he ate. Then the eyes of both were open and they knew that they were naked and they sew fig trees together and made themselves uh, loin clothes and they heard the sound of the Lord walking in the garden uh, 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 in, the, in the garden in the cool of the day and, and the man and his wife hide themselves from the presence of the Lord God among the trees of the garden but the Lord God called to the man and said to him where are you and he said I heard the sound I heard the sound of you in the garden and I was afraid because I was naked and I hide myself and he said who told you that you were naked have you eaten of the tree which I commanded you not to eat the man said the woman whom you gave to be with me he gave me the fruit of the tree and I did and the Lord said to the woman what is it that you have done. The woman said, the serpent deceived me and I ate it. Amen. So you see, the spirit of an unsaved man, you see, when Adam moved from the realm of conscience to the realm of innocence, he, he became an unsaved. He became full of anxiety. He, he, he moved in an insecure way, in such a way that when the presence of God was about to abode with them, they hide themselves. So the spirit of an unsaved man, the spirit of a sinful man is already dead and acts wickedly away from God. So Adam departed from the presence of God. Adam departed from the conscience of God. He departed from the knowledge with God. So when we read Romans chapter 3, the Bible says, For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. The spirit of an unsaved man. So Adam's spirit moved from being saved to become unsaved. The day that he had the fruit to enter into the realm of 
conscience the realm of conscience the existence of conscience is the existence of sin you see jesus lived as an innocent man he even though he was god but he lived as an innocent man amen so the spirit of of an unsaved man is already dead and act wickedly away from god so there's no way there's no way that Anyone who is not born again, who is saved, who is not saved, can do good to you. There's no way. So whenever you see a man doing something good, whenever you see a man uh, uh, preaching the word, uh, 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 a man moving by the compassion of God, it's a sign that that person has encountered the salvation of Jesus Christ. That's why when Jesus met uh, Nicodemus, uh, when he met Nicodemus, he said that, Marvel not, I tell you, you must be born again. Because why? The spirit of an unsaved man is already dead and acts wickedly from God. He acts wickedly away from God. So Adam was acting wickedly. Adam was being independent. Adam was doing things on his own. Why? Because he moved from the presence of God. He moved from the realm of innocence to the realm of conscience. The second, the third basic truth uh, of salvation is that the spirit of a saved man is restored and righteous like as originally with God. I repeat it again. The spirit of a saved man is restored and righteous like us originally with God. Why? Because the reason why God created Adam was that he should have the image of God and be in the likeness of God and do things as God wants them to do. So the reason why you see that many people are moving from what God wants them to do is because they are already not saved. But when a man is saved, he is he, he has been restored back into the garden because the original functionality of Adam was that to be in the garden of Eden to dress it and to keep it. That was the original the original idea of the creation of man. So when we read first uh, Genesis chapter one verse number twenty six, the Bible said, "Then God said, Let us make man in our own image, after our likeness, and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the bears of the heaven, and let and over the livestock, and over the earth, and over every creeping thing that creeps upon the earth." So God created man in His own image, in the image of God, He created him a male and female created them and god blessed them and said be fruitful and multiply and from there when we read genesis chapter 2 verse number 15 the Bible said, and god put and the lord god took the man and put him in the garden of eden and that is a place of work to work it and keep it so that was the original original uh, restoration or original lifestyle that man supposed to live but when man move from the realm of conscience to the realm of uh, the realm of innocence to the realm of conscience he move away from the presence of God and he the Bible say he moved away from the presence of God and he he, he stayed away from the, the the east of the garden so when we read Genesis chapter 3 verse number 24 the Bible say and he drove out the man at the east of the garden of Eden he placed the cherub and a flaming sword that turned every way to guide the way to the tree of life so you see man was away from God man was away from God so that's the reason why Jesus came Jesus came so that me and you will be restored 
as a saved spirit that our spirit will be saved so that's the reason why jesus didn't come in, on this world to build hospitals to build schools he could have done all these things if someone could have walked on the sea someone can uh, can restore someone born blind from birth how much more he can just command hospitals and all these things but you see jesus saw that the problem of man is sin and he saw that man's spirit is not saved and when man's spirit is not saved he's already dead and he will act wickedly uh, wickedly away from god so he have to redeem man in such a way that the spirit of man will be restored and uh, will be in a place of righteousness originally with God. So that's why I say that this, this, the third basic truth of salvation is that the spirit of a saved man is restored righteous as, a, as originally with God. This is commonly known as the new creation. So when you read about when you read Second uh, Corinthians chapter five, verse number seventeen, say that if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature, which means the spirit has been restored. He is a new creature. All things are passed away. Behold, all things are becoming new. Behold, all things. This is a continuous tense, which means that when a person becomes born again, his spirit is saved. That Things have to change afterwards. Amen. Amen. So you see that all things are becoming new. So when the, the next, this leads to the next uh, basic truth of salvation. When you become saved, that is born again, your flesh, body is not changed and must be controlled as living sacrifice i say it again when you become saved that is born again your flesh that is your body is not changed and must be controlled as living sacrifice you see whenever as we started earlier we understood that man is in three versions we have this man is a spirit he has a soul and lives in the body you see when a person becomes born again it doesn't mean that the body will change the body is still the same but what man have to do is that he have to what present his body as a living sacrifice so when we read uh, Romans chapter 12 Romans chapter 12 verse number 1 Paul said that I appeal you therefore brothers by the mercies of God to present your bodies as a living sacrifice holy acceptable unto God which is your spiritual worship so you see whenever a person become born again after a person's spirit is saved the body of the person is not changed and the person must control it the person the body of the person is still is still the same you see there are three there are three main versions i'm believing god when i get time we talk about it there are three main versions that sin works sin works under condemnation we have what you call the condemnation of sin and the condemnation of sin that is what jesus came to die on the cross for humanity he came to pay the penalty of sin then we have what we call the power of sin the power of sin is that when you become born again there's still influences of sin why because as the world, the heaven and earth is passing by, so as 
sin always increase and the, the the control because of disobedience and because the devil is ruling sin has power over this earth so when you become born again your body you need to present your body as a living sacrifice you need to present this body this the body which is already being accustomed to go back to the dust you need to present it as a living sacrifice you need to control your body you need to control your body amen yeah so the, the, this also move us to the next basic point or the next the next basic truth of salvation when you become saved that is born again your soul when you talk about the person's soul which is the mind the thoughts the intellect and the desires is still the same and must be renewed always into transformation for god when you become saved, when you become born again, your soul, which is your mind, your thoughts, your intellects, your desire is still the same and must be renewed uh, always into transformation for God. So when you read the same Romans chapter 12, verse number uh, 2, Paul says that, but do, but, be not, but do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind which is your soul that you may be testing that by testing you may discern what is the will of god and what is good and acceptable and perfect i read it again romans chapter 12 verse number two be do not be conformed to this world which means do not compromise do not think on the things of this world but rather but be transformed by the renewal of your mind, which is your soul, that you may, that by testing you may discern what is the will of God and what is good and acceptable and imperfect and what perfect. You see, when man be sin against God, he moved from the perfect will of God in such a way that the thought of man became corrupted. In such a way that man couldn't focus on the primary vision with God. He became independent. So that is the reason why when you become born again, your soul and your mind, which has been corrupted, is still the same. So you need to renew. That's the reason why if you're a Christian, if you're a Christian and you go to church, you should not open yourself to worldly musics. You should not open yourself to things of this world. The Bible says, love not the world, neither the things of this world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life. There are many people in church as Christians who are open to worldly music, who are open to pornography, who are open to secular uh, 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 things. Yes. Like, you are a Christian, you find it difficult even to listen to the word of God. You are a Christian, you find it difficult to watch videotapes, to, to listen to worship songs. It's a sign that you are not being renewed. It's a sign that you are not, you are not being renewed. You are, you are not being transformed into the image of God. Yeah, that's why when you read Second Corinthians chapter ten verse number three, the Bible said that Paul said that though we walk in the flesh, but we do not war against the flesh. For the for the for the for the 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 
for the for the weapon of it, they are not carnal, but mind to God to the pulling down of strongholds. You see, the mind, the mind is a stronghold. The devil can the devil can destroy you through your mind. God can also bless you through your mind. That's why I say the person that do we walk in the flesh, but we do not war against them for the weapons of our weapon. They are not carnal. They are not earthly. They are not. Uh, worldly, but they are mind to God. Who is God? God is spirit. They are spiritual. So you need to renew your mind. You need to you need to renew your mind. Think on good things. Yeah. And must be renewed always unto transformation for God. You need to transform your mind. Transform the thoughts of you. Transform the purpose of your uh, intellect. Many people go to school and come out as atheists. They come. They go to school and come out as unbelievers. They go to school and, and come out and say that there's no God. It's a sign that they have, they have a corrupt uh, intellect. They have a corrupt mind. They have a corrupt uh, desires. Yes. So if you are a Christian and you desire to mess up with sisters, you are a sister, you go to church and you desire, you want to mess up with brothers, sleep around, uh, give birth anyhow. It's a sign that even though your spirit is saved, but your soul is not yet saved. And you need to be renewed. You need to open up yourself to the word of God. You need to open up yourself to things that can correct the soul, the will of God. The will of God. There is a will that the soul has to follow. And that is the perfect will of God. The mind of God. Amen. Yeah, so the next, the next basic truth that you also have to know is that when you become saved, that is born again. Avoid evil things, but maintain good things with God to grow in Him. Yeah. Avoid evil things, but maintain good things with God to grow in Him. So when we read First First Peter chapter two verse two, the Bible says, "As newborn babies desire the sincere milk of the Word, that you may grow thereby." When you also read First Corinthians chapter fifteen verse number thirty-three, the Bible says that, "Do not be deceived. Evil communication." corrupt good manners. It is quite unfortunate that many Christians, many call themselves as Christians, but they have wrong communication. They have bad communications. They have bad influences. The, the things that they do, it's not of good things with God. They don't They don't think about how how we can pursue things of God. You see, m- m- many, many, many people go to church, but they also have grudges with their neighbors is a sign that they are not they, 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 they are not saved. It's a sign that they, 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 they will miss it as far as salvation is concerned. So the next the next thing that is the last but but not the least of the basic truths of salvation is that when you become born again, that is when you become saved, think on godly things which edify Jesus Christ. You see salvation or Christianity is all about Jesus Christ. Christianity is all about Jesus Christ. So whatever, whatever you are doing, that doesn't give glory. The thoughts, the thinking, the idea, the mindset, everything that takes control over your mind, that doesn't give glory to Jesus Christ. It's a sign that uh, you are off track. Amen. So when we read the book of uh, Philippians chapter 4 verse number 8 the Bible says that 
final burden whatsoever things are true whatsoever things are pure whatsoever things are of good report whatsoever things are lovely whatsoever things uh, how virtue think on these things so you see is something can be true but that particular thing cannot be pure so when we read as i said uh philippians chapter 4 verse number 8 the bible says finally brothers whatsoever whatsoever is true whatsoever is honorable you see something can be true but it's not honorable whatsoever is just something can be true and honorable but it's not just whatsoever is pure something can be true honorable and just in your sight but it is not pure in the sight of god whatsoever is lovely something can be lovely it is it is lovely to mess up with sisters it is lovely for a sister to to mess up sleeping with brothers anyhow but also whatever is com- what commendable if there is any excellence if there is anything worthy of praise think about these things so what you are doing is it worthy of praise does it give glory to jesus that it that it talk about christ is jesus happy about what we are doing so when we read first uh, corinthians first corinthians chapter number 10 first corinthians chapter number 10 verse number 21 First Corinthians chapter ten, verse number twenty. The Bible says, "You do not, you cannot drink the cup of the Lord and the cup of devils. You cannot partake of the table of the Lord and the table of demons." Verse twelve. Uh, sorry, verse twenty-two. Shall we provoke the Lord to jealousy? Are we stronger than He? I read again. First Corinthians chapter ten. Verse number 21 to 22, the Bible said, You cannot drink the cup of the Lord and the cup of demons. You cannot partake of the table of the Lord and the table of demons. Shall we provoke the Lord to jealousy? Are we stronger than he? So you see, you shouldn't think that you are strong. The Bible said, Let him that thinketh he, he stand. Take heed, lest he fall. So, these are the basic, the few basic truths about salvation. The first thing, as I said, is that man is a spirit. You and me, we are spirit beings. We have a soul and we live in a body. We live in a dust. And the next thing you have to also understand that the spirit of an unsaved man is already dead and and act wickedly away from God. And the next thing that you also have to know about the basic truth of salvation is that the spirit of a saved man is restored and righteously uh, and righteous like uh, as original with God, originally with God. So God wants us, me and you, to be righteous. That's why His Son is only begotten Son Jesus Christ. So there's, uh, when we read the next point, He said that when you become saved, that is born again, your flesh is not changed and must be controlled as living sacrifice. You need to control your body. The next one is that when you become saved, your soul, your mind, your thoughts is still the same and must be renewed always into transformation for God. That's why I say that you need to open up yourself into worship, gospel music, worship things that cause the Holy Spirit, things that cause the outpouring of the Spirit. You need to open up yourself to preaching tapes. You need to open up yourself to 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 what to watching videos, not pornography, not things that will corrupt your soul. Wow. Things that will corrupt your soul. And as I said, the last but not the least is that 
Uh, when you become saved, born again, avoid evil things, but maintain good things with God to grow in Him. And one of the good things that you need, you can maintain with God, is the Word of God. As newborn, desire the sincere mark of the Word that you may grow. Avoid evil communication. Yeah, when you become saved, born again, think on godly things which edify Jesus Christ. Think on these things. What you are thinking, you cannot, you cannot take from the table of Jesus and at the same time be taken from the table of devils. It is quite unfortunate that many Christians go to church but still they visit the shrine. Many Christians go to church but still they, 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 they have a secret crime that they do. It's wrong. It's a sign that you are, you, you are not thinking on godly things which edify Jesus Christ. Amen. Yeah, so these are the basic truths of salvation amen as you are listening to me you are not born again you see jesus came that our body our soul and our uh, our spirit our our soul and our body will present blameless at the second coming and present us to the father uh, as you are listening to me you are not born again no matter what you have done i, I have a good news for you the bible says for god sent not his son to condemn the world but the world tree might be saved maybe you, you have been deceiving deluding yourself about what is happening about what you did the past sins that you have done i, I have a good news for you you see the problem that is fighting believers is that is is what we call the past sins and also the future self-righteousness you see when you think that you are righteous than jesus is an error and when you also uh, make your mind that uh, jesus cannot save you is also an error the bible says that Faith come by hearing and hearing the word of God. So as you are listening to me, no matter what you have done, I want you to confess this prayer from your heart with me and focus on Jesus. Don't focus on me and confess this prayer. Say, dear Lord Jesus, I thank you for your word. I thank you for dying on the cross for my sins. I know I have admitted that I'm a sinner. I've admitted that I've opened myself to things that has blocked your blessings upon my life. From today, I take you as my personal Lord and Savior, have mercy on me. Write my name in the book of life. Uh, wash me by your blood and use me for your work. Help me to be strong and to be a good Christian. Help me to open myself. Build me, Jesus. Strengthen me, Spirit of God, to be a genuine Christian so that when you come, I will not be a perished soul. Thank you, Father, in the name of the Father, the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.